Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good evening and welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of Believe and Buzz Radio Networks on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I am Porter Hayes and alongside me as always is Adam Hall and we're also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place all your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino card games available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we go to the Metters Lumber Hotline and bring in Brad Logan from Believe in Ole Miss podcast and also Inside the Rebels for 247 uh, again with, with the crazy schedules man i really appreciate you uh pushing back the calendar and the time to be on the show today it's uh it's a pleasure and i don't mind doing that you've been a big help both on and off the pod with some technical stuff so i just want to say uh, thank you for having me on and all your help and yeah everybody's excited about saturday and i know we'll get into it but i want to start by <laughs> saying the line's too high boys the line is too high <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, th- there's been some interesting things that have happened over the past week. And just from the outside in, you know, it's some things are just not looking very good when it comes to, and not even the on the field stuff. I mean, if, if, if that was all we were dealing with, it wouldn't be that bad. But, you know, we're dealing with some things off the field issues with coaches and, and stuff that, and, and social media that is really kind of, taking over is it taking over the aspect of this game well unfortunately when losing uh games like arkansas you know i didn't have a chance to watch the whole game i did watch uh, some of the replay but but the way that they lost to a&m i think you know you flashed a stat before we began recording under 200 yards of total offense and uh, when, when things are going well, that's when things start kind of bubbling up from the outside. That's when you start listening to the noise and you talk about deleting Twitter accounts. You talk about responding to emails. All that stuff kind of goes away uh, whenever you win. And unfortunately, when you lose, uh, that's what happens. But nothing can cure this any better than K.J. Jefferson coming home and getting a W over Ole Miss. We've seen him do it before. He did it last year when they absolutely annihilated Ole Miss. Uh, that's when kind of Lane Kiffin and the talk of Auburn, they're kind of in the middle of all that. But uh, at the end of the day, Auburn, I'm sorry, Arkansas just played better than Ole Miss last year. And it was a a situation where uh, they walked into a buzzsaw. Now the question is, has Ole Miss kind of found themselves a little bit after the way they played against LSU last week? Quinchon Jenkins is running the ball better than we've seen him run the ball. The offensive line's kind of come together a little bit, and Trey Harris is back off an injury. So, and you notice I talked about the offense a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. talk about the, the defense in a moment. I mean, they, they made the play at the end of the game and also had a big third down play late in the fourth quarter. Other than that, I mean, it was a, it was a rough day for that Ole Miss defense, but offensively Ole Miss has kind of 
righted some wrongs, I guess you could say. I really like the, the question that Lane Kiffin was asked about KJ and asked about his growth. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, he's gotten bigger every year. So it's just, yeah. you can really tell, you know, no matter what's going on. And you said before we started recording and, and how close to, and how crazy this game always is. It's just kind of like the LSU game. There's respect for each other. And even especially going back to both games when they were played in Little Rock and, and, and Oxford, you always get a crowd that was 50-50 in those, those Little Rock games. So Lane Kiffin has the respect for Arkansas and how Arkansas has been playing right now and knowing that the last two games we've almost had uh, allowed a 100-yard rusher almost the last two games and seeing how Ole Miss ran the ball and then putting up 700 yards of offense – it's going to come down to, again, on Arkansas' side, are they ready to turn things around? Are they ready to step up? And, and sights and sounds from practice today, you know, it looked like Sam Pittman was trying to put a fire under him. So it's going to be interesting. You see what team comes out Saturday, you know, in, in Oxford. 2012, I'll take you back to that game. That was in uh, Little Rock. And it was the day after my daughter was born. Ole Miss would kick a field goal to win that game. Uh, you can fast forward and talk about the game in which uh, Houston Nutt goes home in 20, uh, 2008. Uh, Ole Miss wins in Fayetteville for one of the few times in program history. Uh, Arkansas just owns Ole Miss in Fayetteville. And not only beats Ole Miss, they beat them handily. But Ole Miss did get them uh, that day. And then we talk about the, the the young man that unfortunately passed away, the big play, uh, whenever the ball goes, uh, Hunter, I think it's Hunter Henry throws it behind his shoulder and yes, uh, the Alex running Collins. Back. Yep, Alex yeah, Collins. Co- Alex Collins. Yeah, he he grabs it, gets the first down, and as you can say, the rest is history. This game is insane. We can go back to the seven overtime game in twenty uh, two thousand and two, yep. maybe uh, when Ole Miss is uh, Eli Manning went toe to toe with Matt Jones, and, and Ole Miss would lose that one in seven OTs. And then you know the two point conversion game just two years ago when Ole Miss uh, knocked down the, the pass from K.J. Jefferson. Look, I know it's sacrilegious to say this, but Ole Miss fans like to say that LSU's our main rivalry, and I get all that. But this Arkansas-Ole Miss, to me, is a fun, fun yeah. rivalry. And it's dated back to, I don't know when they played first, but you talked about Little Rock, and, and, and we talked about they played in Jackson a lot. They played in Memphis back in 1995. So they played kind of all over the South, and it is one of my favorite games of the year because it's going, something crazy is going to happen on Saturday. I can promise you that. So going back to last year versus this year, I know uh, today Coach Kiffin said that, you know, they don't look at it like this isn't bulletin board material. Um, but, you know, looking back, how much has, let's say, Jackson Dart progressed as the starting quarterback and even Judkins, I mean, he had 214 yards rushing last year, and even though the game didn't turn out in Ole Miss's favor. So how are they looking at that and how they've progressed? Well, I, you know, I'm not, not so sure Lane would come out and say that it is bulletin board material, but but I have no doubt that that you think the, the players like a Jackson Dart who's progressed really well and mm-hmm. is one of the preeminent quarterbacks not only in the SEC but the country right now is playing really well, the MVP of this team. Uh, I have no doubt that they remembered what happened last year in Fayetteville, and they're wanting their best to try to right what happened in Fayetteville. And um, there's a lot of mutual respect between Lane Kiffin and uh, this Arkansas team and this Ole Miss team. I have no doubt with Sam Pittman and the way that he's handled his program. And I understand there's some off-the-field stuff now, but winning cures all that. 
winning cures every bit of it. And and one thing that Arkansas, if they come to Oxford to do, and I think they have a great opportunity to do that, is to come into Oxford and win the game. And that will kind of silence a lot of the off the field stuff and kind of right the ship because it's kind of it's kind of squirrely right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Ole Miss is playing well offensively, but once again, they've got some question marks on defense. I think last year. What made Arkansas so good is the one-two punch of Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson. They were unstoppable last year. And let's be honest, guys, they've been unstoppable for the last three years uh, against Ole Miss. Ole Miss just happened to beat them uh, two years ago in Oxford. Jefferson, a a product out of Batesville slash Sardis, Mississippi, just right up the road, uh, played at North Panola, uh, recruited by Ole Miss. Uh, But you know what? Give credit to Arkansas. They recruited him a little bit better, and he's a hog, and he's a really good football player. I have no doubt he'll be ready to play (laughs) on Saturday. But at the end of the day, I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you can can take solace in knowing this is not the team that's coming off the loss to Alabama. It's a team following up how well it played against LSU. It's got a lot of positive things going for it. I hear people talk about trap game. Ole Miss is not good enough right now to consider Arkansas a trap game. Uh, They haven't played well enough this year to to be able to to, to think they can look ahead to Auburn, to A&M, to Mississippi State, to, to the teams coming up, Georgia down the road. Uh, this is a really good Arkansas team. It's a team that we could talk about how, how I understand they've lost some games, but how many points combined have they lost? It hasn't been a lot. You know, they had a chance to beat LSU. Uh, I think if some things go their way against A&M, that thing's a lot tighter than, than, it, yeah. than it ended up. So this is a team that played, and we, we've learned BYU's a really good team. And so uh, it's a team that's got some losses right now. But here's the thing. Uh, Sam Pittman is a good football coach. And I have no doubt that uh, their, their back's against the wall. And Ole Miss is going to get – the best Arkansas punch it can get on Saturday. Yeah, we're definitely going into what you would call a war on Saturday because you look at how open the West is. I mean, open, and it's been in in years. I mean, I know Alabama's on on the return, and they're starting to show that they're kind of some way trying to be the classic Alabama, but, you know, it's still wide open. You've seen what LSU done and then what Ole Miss done to LSU. Then you got that – part of the Ole Miss side of it, and then, of course, Arkansas side of it being backed in the corner. So it, it has the perfect recipe of who wants this game or along with the history of this game being played and being so close and so many classic memories between the two teams. You know, it just seems like me and Adam were talking about on, on Sunday was the biggest thing is we we have to realize can't in order for Arkansas to win – it's going to be a tough task to hold Ole Miss under 40. I mean, that that's just what Ole Miss has been doing all year long. So to really have their defense step up and, and outscore Ole Miss because we know Ole Miss is going to put up points. I think so, but, but here's the deal. You know, Arkansas, their defense has been one that over the years under Sam have given up a lot of yards, but they've always created turnovers. And I'll be interested to see uh, what happens on Saturday because I think it's going to take some – who's going to – you know, I hope everybody's sitting down, but (laughs) whoever doesn't turn the ball over and whoever wins the line of scrimmage. And and I saw a tweet, I I don't know if it was Trey or or whoever on the Arkansas beat, saying there's been a little bit of a shakeup on that offensive line uh, when the depth chart came out. So that tells me that there's been some – uh, probably some players-only situations, and there's been some evaluation from tape. At the end of the day, Arkansas is trying to find some things defensively and offensively. Ole Miss, if it can control the line of scrimmage, Quinshawn Judkins, we've seen a kind of a brand-new uh, running attack. 
uh, under Ulysses Bentley, who's finally healthy for Ole Miss. And that one-two punch has been really good. And Jackson Dart, of course, you saw him hurdle the player for LSU. He's playing on a mission. So Ole Miss played uh, – as we talk about how bad they played in Tuscaloosa, they combated that by playing really well in Oxford. So here's the deal. Who shows up on Saturday? Does KJ come in, uh, you know, balls to the wall, so to speak, and is Rocket 100%? And are they going to get that offensive, play, offensive line play that they need? I think if they get all of those things clicking, they're going to be tough to stop. And I don't think anybody's doubting that. Uh, the question is, is that secondary of Arkansas? You know, Ole Miss exploited the secondary of LSU, which we, we know is not very good, but Ole Miss did a nice job combating that and I thought that the Jackson Dart played really well he's played all he's played well all year but I think getting Trey Harris back for Ole Miss and I and the cog in the wheel for me is Caden Prescorn the transfer tight end out of Memphis not only catches the ball well but we learned against LSU just how well he blocks and how many holes he opened up in the downfield blocking of Prescorn so uh, those are some things I'll be watching but I think defensively for Arkansas can they make any stops can they create any turnovers? And that's going to be key for the Hogs on Saturday. So looking at the Ole Miss side of the ball, you know, I know against LSU, I think they had three sacks and a turnover. Um, how do the, how are they going to approach, you know, the kind of uncertainty with not knowing how what running game for Arkansas is going to show up? I think uh, – I think they're going to spy Jefferson as best they can with Suntarian Perkins, the talented freshman out of Raleigh, mm-hmm. Mississippi uh, High School. And he's he's a great player. And, you know, as good as Jaden Daniels is, they were able to get him out of the pocket some. But when he did, he was able to to turn up and go. And and I think that's, that's K.J. Uh, Jefferson on steroids. I don't think K.J. throws it as well as Daniels does. I, but I think he runs it a whole lot better than Daniels does. The question is, is you know, LSU had a had a pretty good offensive line. I don't know about Arkansas's offensive front. You know, Texas A&M just really had their way. McKinley Jackson uh, was really difficult to handle for Arkansas. And Ole Miss has got a defensive front that's going to rotate eight, nine players. We've seen Jared Ivey take a big step forward. There's been a lot of players across that defensive front. J.J. Pegues has been injured. We'll see if he can go. Aquilo Stone. Uh, has had some pretty good minutes. But Cedric Johnson is a defensive end for Ole Miss that can come off the edge and, and create a lot of havoc. The problem is, is they can't get their hands on the quarterbacks as much as defensive coordinator Pete Golding would like. I, they're putting a lot of pressure, but they're just flushing them out of the pocket. What happens when that happens? Well, the quarterback darts up the field. By that point, the linebackers have shot downfield, and it's a wide open middle of the field. So that's a great opportunity for K.J. Jefferson. I just think we're going to see a ton of points. And I think the team that doesn't turn it over, I think, is the team that's going to win. Uh, once again, we opened the lines too much. It started at nine and a half. I don't know, guys. Last I checked, I think they had it at 11 and a half. I think that's what it's at right yeah. now. Yeah, that's just – I don't know. Maybe Ole Miss covers that. But but if I'm betting right now, you know, I would never bet against Arkansas. I, I don't know who I would bet in this game because it has been absolute pandemonium over the last – I don't know. Fifty years. It's just been a. It's been a. It's been a crazy game, and uh, it's uh, It's going to be fun. It's a night game. We're getting Tom Hart again, Cole Kublick in the booth, Alyssa Lang on the sideline. We have a a good radio. I'm sorry, a good television crew, and uh, it's going to be a wild one for sure. So you know what I want to ask is you know having played LSU last week. I mean, you were talking about Jaden Daniels and now KJ Jefferson. That really kind of gives Ole Miss an extra week to prepare for an offense because you know the quarterbacks. You know, dual threat, but also on how does the team like emotionally recover from such a classic game and 
again, get back on the field. We know how the SEC West is. You know, getting right back up for another crucial game because, you, in essence, you can't overlook this Arkansas team because they could upset you, and you're sitting at 4-1 and one with only lost, one loss in the SEC. You're still in the running to, to win out and, and hopefully for a trip to Atlanta. So what's the mindset of the, the win being able to prepare an extra week for KJ, but yet mentally picking yourself back up after such a hard win? I don't remember what the score was exactly, but I think at one point last year it was 35 to 3 or maybe 42 to 3 or 42 to 7 before Ole Miss got some garbage touchdowns. You put on the tape from last year is what I would do. And you prove that Arkansas is not a team to be messed with. It's a team that's going to come out and is going to punch you in the mouth. It has nothing to lose. They, You hate to say, Sam Pittman, it's a must-win game. But, look, if you can't beat Ole Miss – Let's look at who you've got left on the schedule. And uh, I'm not demeaning Ole Miss by any stretch, yeah. but, but who does who else does Arkansas have on the schedule? They've got a lot of games. Now, you've know, you got Mississippi State left. Uh, there, there's some other uh, – I think there's another bye game left. But you, you're talking about going up against uh, Alabama, uh, the, remaining, the remaining way, and then there's some teams out of the east. And it's a game that Sam needs to win for a lot of reasons. Number one, to, to cool the seat. Number two, to quell the off-the-field issues. And I think, number one, uh, the reason they needed to get back on the winning track and to get some confidence back in its players, some confidence back in its its football program, and uh, to do the exact same thing, guys, that Ole Miss did last week. Ole Miss comes off the road at Alabama, Tuscaloosa, somewhat lays an egg, doesn't play well, and uh, everybody's like, yeah, not going to stay on the field with LSU. It's over. You know, I'm, I'm not sure the special season is available uh, for Ole Miss at this point. All of a sudden, you come out, you have a great week of practice, and uh, you, you prove everyone wrong. The offensive line coach, John Garrison, uh, proves everybody wrong. Lane Kiffin, uh, Quinchon Jenkins has his best game. What I'm trying to make is you come out, you get, uh, you have a great week of practice, and you win the game. And then you head back to Fayetteville and try to regroup for the remainder of a season in a really nice bowl game if you could come to Oxford and win and get the ball rolling. Uh, but to answer your question, Ole Miss is simply not good enough to, to overlook Arkansas. There's too much of a schedule left for Ole Miss with Georgia on the horizon, with Texas A&M, who I think is playing better than anybody in the SEC West, without question. And there's just too many games uh, left at Auburn. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Hugh Freeze's team right now. So uh, I do not expect Ole Miss to come out flat. I expect them to come out playing hard because I know the K.J. Jefferson and Sam Pittman's team is going to be coming out uh, looking for blood. And, and I think the biggest key for Arkansas is, it, it, you know, we jumped out to 14 nothing leads and then blew them. You get a 10-point lead. You blow the lead. It's like you got to really, especially in a game like this, you know your back's against the wall. You know where this program is. I mean – it's in two games, it's a complete 180 from where we were back in August and September. You know, if you get a lead, you got to keep the lead. You can't let them because what that does is it deflates that balloon. And, and you give, especially at home, you know, if you give it, look at the LSU game per se. You had the first half in control and you let them get a quick score before the half, turn around, and all of a sudden you're in, you're in a hole. And now you're trying to fight your way back into the game opposed to if you keep things going in that moment, that could have been a win for Arkansas. And now we're not dealing with this storm we're dealing with. You know, so a lot of it is just execution. 
And, again, with a game like this and seeing the crazy things, it, it does give Arkansas if, – if this is the perfect setup. Now, if we we're talking about Arkansas going into Tuscaloosa this week, needing and guaranteeing that they have to win this game, I think that would make things a little bit worse than they are. Again, no disrespect to the Ole Miss or nothing like that. It's just in a game like this, it's always been close. There's still that fighter's chance that Arkansas can come into this game pull it out, and, and slowly get out of the mud. I, I've got to go back into my books, and I've got to email out to uh, to a friend of mine in the gambling business. I wanted to know when this game has been a 10-point spread or more in the last time that's happened. I, I don't know. Um, it may have to be back in the middle 2000s when Ole Miss was struggling under Ed Ogeron. Other than that, I don't know that this game has been over 10 points in either way in quite a while. And that just tells me the line is too high. But it also tells me that Vegas knows something. And that would, um, you know, we talked about the, the off-the-field things. And that stuff kind of rears its head, specifically if Ole Miss goes up 14 to nothing and you start seeing heads down. Yeah. You know, you watch the same press conference. Maybe you guys were there. You watched the same press conference I did with Sam Pittman. It, it does not seem like the same Sam we've yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that he – is not preparing his team for Ole Miss. I'm just saying it's just not the same mannerisms we've seen Sam have over the last couple of years. So I think uh, I think this thing goes one way or the other, and, and I really do believe that if Ole Miss comes out clicking on all cylinders and gets Arkansas down, I have to wonder is you know with things not going well in Fayetteville, what happens to the Hogs at that point? I do think it'll be blow for blow, and I do think that's what's going to happen. But if it's not, and Ole Miss comes out and starts firing on all cylinders and it gets on top and it starts going for the throat, what Arkansas team rears its head at that point? Exactly, and, and that's, the, that's the thing. You know, get it, what team are we going to get, and do we want to make this a statement win? Like, hey, look, y'all counted this out, and me and Adam were talking about it. Look. I want to be wrong. I, I want them to be like, hey, guys, Hog Talk, you said we were down. You said we are out. We won. We're back on this. And, of course, getting back to a bowl game. That's what everybody, that's what the fans deserve. It's how things are going right now. You have to look at it a certain way. And he was. But the point I wanted to make to that, you know, Sam Pittman, it's like, you know, when you're making the same mistakes over and over again and you're like, okay, we got to correct this. We didn't get this right. Then the offensive line have no penalties. But yet you're giving up yardage and you're giving up plays and sacks, and it just seems like he's trying to correct something. And then it's almost like you're taking medicine and it gives you some other illness. That seems to be what's going on, and he just is at a loss for words of what to do. And when you get to that point, you you hang your hat. You know it's another. And again, it was who it was too. That's another loss to Texas A&M. Texas A&M and Ole Miss are in the same basket when it comes to when you lose those games. It's like. We lost to them again. It's always been a close game. We know we're there with them, and we, we just come up short again. It's like you just want to get that monkey off your back. And I thought maybe having the LSU game first would help that. But, again, it, it just seemed that they always play down, and everybody in Arkansas is ready for that game to get out of Dallas because it's not doing Arkansas a, a bit of good playing that game along with if you play one in Little Rock. There's two opportunities that now you've lost when it comes to recruiting. I've always wondered, real quick, I've always wondered, what is Hunter's thought process on that thing being in Dallas? Did, did they sign an extension on that? Uh, I would think Ross Bjork would be, you know, you know, it would next, love it. Next year is the last year yes. in Arlington. Yeah. Um, and then they're taking it back to home and home. So they signed up originally, I think it was a 10-plus year deal. 
maybe signed a couple of year extension, but it's okay. done and over with after next season. Well, yeah. and then plus with no more divisions, I mean, that yeah. has, you know, you're not going to be playing the same teams every year. So right. that's another aspect that we're, we got to think about along with, you know, OU and Texas coming into the league. Plus you're, you don't know who, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that. Maybe you know how they're going to do their arrangements on who plays who each year. If they're going to do that years in advance, I don't know how they're going to do that whole thing. So that's another thing that, when you're behind this eight ball of building your program and keeping your program going up opposed to going down, you're not going to do yourselves any favors with all these changes that are coming in the years coming up. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, we we saw earlier where Hugh Freeze kind of talked about Georgia, and then he had to back up a little bit and say, you know, we're not sure if we're going to play Georgia or not. So I, I think everybody's just kind of waiting to see what Greg Sankey and the SEC are, is going to release. Probably at some point this summer uh, – a, a kind of a mini long range plan. I think five years, uh, a scheduling process to where they go. If they go to nine games, if how they're going to, how they're going to do it. So uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but, but from an Ole Miss standpoint, adding Oklahoma and Texas, sure. It's great for ratings. It's great for TV, but it is not great for recruiting. And it is not great for having two more high caliber teams in the sec. Uh, you're going to have to fight with every single mm-hmm. week. And keep the players that you have on on campus as well. Um, back to the game. So I know you said if you were a betting man, you wouldn't bet the spread. So how do you see things playing out? And if you are able to give a score, what score would you give on the game Saturday? Simply because I think Ole Miss is playing a little bit better right now. And the main reason I think Ole Miss is playing at home, I think they'll sneak away. Uh, if you told me Ole Miss wins 38-35 with a last-second field goal or this team goes to OT at 42-42 and Ole Miss kicks a field goal in OT to 45-42, I'm thinking Ole Miss, and just because they're at home, I'll give them a three-point win. At the end of the day, this is always a fun one, and I think Ole Miss has got a slight edge because it's at home, and, and I'm not paying attention to that line at all. Well, Brad, again, I thank you so much for coming on. It's always good to chop it up with you uh, talking about this game and Best of luck with you the rest of the way other than this game on Saturday, and, and we'll definitely chop it up later. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, that was Brad Logan of Believe in Ole Miss Podcast, and Adam, yeah, it's, it's going to be – Arkansas is going to have to play dang near a perfect game to slow them down and come out. But like we said, you know, if, it, if we're in this predicament, I think Ole Miss is the perfect team to be in that predicament against because you always play hard against them and – if you do beat Ole Miss, it is a statement win. It's not like mm-hmm. we're going into the Florida International, beat them, you're like, that was just FIU. Come on. I mean, this could be a game yeah. that could, when we talk about make or break the season, like Brad was saying, you can't let Ole Miss go up on you 14 nothing because I don't see, unless they just, I mean, get a charge and they fight back hard. But, yes, th- this is going to be a make or break game. And I, the biggest question is what team are we going to see on Saturday? Yeah, I'll be curious to see what changes or things that have been done in practice this week. Um, you definitely can't get down double digits, um, especially early on, because I don't know that offensively we've had it in us to come back from that. You know, obviously we've seen a pick six and forced fumbles, but um, I just I, I don't know. I don't want to see the guys hanging their heads if uh, we get double, down double digits early. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. Again, thank you, Brad Logan, from Believe in Ole Miss Podcast for coming on. And as always, Bet Online and Arkansas Brewing Company 
for being the sponsor of the show. And hopefully, again, as always, we're talking about an Arkansas win and getting this thing back on track on Sunday, and we will catch you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.